Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. And that is the lessons we learn right here off the kitchen table about business, about parenting, and about life so that we can give each other a helping hand because you know what? No one is going through anything by themselves. Someone's been there, someone has done that, and they all have survived. And so this podcast is all about helping each other. And I'm so excited today to have with us our second ever Moms Roundtable. And I have some awesome moms with me today. And I'm gonna let you hear them introduce themselves. And I will just start with Linda on my left. Linda, can you tell us how many kids you have and how old they are? Okay, my name is Linda and I have three girls and they are eight, five, and two, and a handful. <laughs> and Michelle. My name is Michelle, and I also have three girls. Mine are older. I have a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Awesome. And Petra. I am Petra, and I have two girls, a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. Awesome. And I am Elaine, and I have three kids, and it's girl, boy, girl, because I realize everybody else has girls here. <laughs> <laughs> and mine are 12, 8, and 6. Now the topic we're talking about today is something you might have heard about before. It is called mom guilt. What is mom guilt? I was looking at different terms and online and I'm just gonna sum it up and say, I'm gonna define it as the feeling that a mom has about an action or during an action that makes her feel embarrassed or not good enough or compared. And sometimes she might even feel selfish. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't have mom guilt. No. <laughs> So it's, it's funny, some people will say, oh no, mom guilt's wrong, no, never, never, no, nobody feels that. But there was a survey that was done online and 94% of the moms on that survey said that they feel some type of shame over issues ranging from the amount of time they share with their kids to the kind of diapers that they use. I'm gonna pick the brains here that we have around us at this round table. And I'm gonna ask these moms if there was a mom guilt experience they felt and how they dealt with that. Does anyone want to start? Michelle! Okay! <laughs> <laughs> well, um, mom guilt is something that a lot of people have and I think the other 6% in that survey were lying. <laughs> so mom guilt is something that I've had many times from very little things like not spending enough time to the house not being clean enough all the time and working and not working and all those things but I think the one that really stuck out for me was just after 9-11 I had to go my youngest daughter was six weeks old and I was going on a trade show down to California for my work and um, I didn't want to get on the plane and I just had this feeling that I shouldn't leave that I should be home I shouldn't go and of course everyone's like oh don't worry the plane's not gonna get bombed you know it's not 9-11 again I'm like no it's not that it's not that there's something that I shouldn't go, I shouldn't go. And so I was almost late for my plane. I got on the plane and I took my six weeks, six week old with me and we went down to California. And the next morning I got a phone call from my husband saying he was in the, at the hospital. And I'm like, what, what do you mean you're in the hospital? And my middle child who was four at the time had gone to gymnastics class and was climbing up a rope and they hadn't moved the bag or whatever you call it underneath her and she fell and broke her arm. So he was in the hospital with my four-year-old and in the hospital with a broken arm and I was not there. 
So you can imagine the mom guilt I felt, how bad a mommy I was, because I was working and I was in California and I wasn't there in the hospital with her and I started crying and I wanted to get back on a plane right away and I said, I told you, I told you I shouldn't leave, I told you that I had to be there. And um, my husband said, it's okay, she's fine, she's fine, the doctors are here, they're taking good care of her, she's fine, she's not even crying, I got, I've got it under control. And so I had to take a deep breath and I prayed and I stayed for the trade show and I came home and she was fine. She had a cast and she was happy because she had people signing her cast <laughs> and my husband had taken care of it, which I know he is because he's wonderful. But it's just that guilt that I felt for not being there. But you know what? She's fine. She's now 17. It hasn't traumatized her in any way. <laughs> and it's all good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I think I just cried three times while you were talking. <laughs> but yes, I, I can relate. I, I remember flying off and, and being at an event in Toronto and... Uh, and then we just got there and got our phone call from my mom who was taking care of the kids. Actually, it was my my 11-year-old at that time. She called and she was bawling her eyes out because her younger sister couldn't stop throwing up and couldn't breathe and her asthma kicked in and they were taking her to emergency. And yes, I remember. <laughs> yes, it's yes, hard. It is hard. <clears throat> and then you just have to remember that you, you probably left them in really good hands or you wouldn't have left at all. That's right. But yeah, I, I was looking at flights too. <laughs> but I, yeah. Well, I, and actually I on understand. that, when I came home, there was a mom, we were doing playground supervision with her <clears throat> and she said, in a nice way, but she said, don't be so conceited that you think that you're the only one that can take care of your child. God will take care of your child. Yeah. And I went, whoa, that's right. <laughs> oh, so, so true. true. So yeah. true. Petra, yes. do you have a, a mom guilt moment? Can you think of any? Well, I can't think of one specifically, but my mom guilt has always revolved around the amount of time spent with my kids. Because I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I'm with them all the time. So I often feel like I need breaks. But when I take those breaks, I feel like, oh my God. I'm an awful mom. Why do I not want to be with my children? And um, especially when they're a bit younger, because my husband works quite a bit. So there are a lot of, like, he works full time and then works a lot of evenings as well. And so there were times where, you know, mom, will you do a puzzle with me? And I was just like, no, no, no. But then I feel so bad because I think, why wouldn't I just do a puzzle? But it was just that, you know, it's like you're being pulled in so many directions and it's just hard. And so my mom guilt, that's the one thing that always sticks out for me. So how do you deal with that? Well, I, I've gotten better over time. Um, I realized that if I spend, like say, okay, I'll play this game with you and I have that time with them. And then after that, mommy's got to do something else. Yes. And when, especially when they were younger and that really helps. So I'd say, okay, in five minutes when I'm done doing this, you and I will play that game. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when we're finished that game, I need to go do this. And that really helped me. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. setting that time aside, Absolutely. it didn't have to be a long period of time, but at least a little, you know, just something to satisfy their need. Mm-hmm. So they had that time with me, yes. but then for me to be able to, after that, walk away and say, okay. Because they, mom does need to have a bath. Mom does right. need to have time. Mom needs to shower. Mom needs to eat. That time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that is okay. A yeah. happy mom is a good mom. Uh, exactly. So. And, and I, a few years, well, when my youngest was about two, I went through a depression and a lot of it came from, from all of that. So I went through some counseling. And that was when I started to realize that, yeah, I need time, mm-hmm. but they need that time too. So it was just balancing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that, that was big. That word balance is a, a tough one. Yeah. And, and I always say, you know, sometimes there is nothing called balance because you can't, yeah. you can't do it, but it is priorities and, and yeah. your children are your priority. You put that 
time aside for them, but you have to give your health, and your health is also mental health. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to give that a priority as well. And and so easy do we fall in because the one that you pointed out about that time and not enough time spent with kids, that is that is a huge mom guilt factor. Mm-hmm. And I think of all the, the moms that I know that work from home and, and it's a little crazy. And I, when I launched uh, Easy Daisies, Naomi was two days old and, and it's, it hasn't stopped since, but I know that because I work at home, it's a little hard. And I will say, okay, I know that I have a, a meeting at 10 and a conference call that starts at 11 and that's at least two hours, at least two hours that I cannot be with my kids, even though they're in the house and they're little. So I will bake with them in the morning. I will play a board game letting them know that mommy's going to be doing this right after. And, yeah. and I'll have that, the snacks out and the puzzles out. And they know that mommy, and, and often like I had a little workstation beside me where I'm doing my conference call and they could see on Skype the top of the heads of my kids <laughs> because they're right there but it's yeah. okay you got to do what you have to do yeah. mm-hmm. and it's okay thank you for sharing Petra Linda darn it Petra took mine no I because a lot of it when when you uh, gave me the question it was it was like I was like okay well which one am I gonna pick and what am I gonna do and a lot of times I have the same thing I'm a stay-at-home mom so I'm with them 24-7, and it's, um, whenever I leave them, I always feel tremendous guilt, thinking that, you know, I should be, I'm their mom, so I have to be with them all the time, and I have to realize that that's, no one's job description means that you have to be 100%, always, every single moment, every single time, but there's also, I think, I was also thinking, um, a lot of my mommy guilt uh, comes from, I think I'm screwing them up. I'm not uh, good enough. I'm not doing the right things. I'm, you know, I yell at them too much, or I did this too much, or, you know, I, I didn't spend enough time. I didn't play that game. I didn't do this. I didn't do that all day long. That's all I keep. I just keep hearing this in my head. You didn't do that. You should have done that. And um, my mother-in-law, who's just the wisest woman, um, she's like, you know what? They love you. They're not going to you. You don't have to worry about screwing them up. They're you do the best you can. They love you. They're gonna forgive you. It's you have to let that go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so she's a big thing. Let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just like Frozen, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> don't see it. Then. Yeah. Don't see it. <laughs> but that was that's freeing. So it, you know, it just realizing that I may not always make the best decision, but if you love them and you want the best for them. The rest will come. Thank you, Linda. That's uh, great points brought up there. And, you know, it, there, it is very easy to think, oh, that, I'm not good enough or I could have done that better. But, you know, good for you for saying that. I think in, in any realm, whether you're a parent or a business person, you can always try to be better. I think the moment you say, oh, I'm like, great, I don't need to learn anything else, I think something's got to come into check there. And um, learn every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of my newest ferret quotes comes from Jim Trilliving. He said, it's a bad day when you don't learn something new. And so true. You know, and another uh, wonderful man that uh, he said, and this is uh, Mr. Baylor, and he said that um, 
we don't make dis mistakes, we make discoveries. <laughs> so if you do mess up, figure it out. What did you discover from that? And he said it's, it's so great when you make these discoveries because you remember them. When you learn things in school, you forget. You learn, you forget. But when you discover something because you messed up, you won't forget it. And, and you know, our kids will learn from that mm -hmm. too. And like I used to always say when I taught my classes was, it's not a mistake, it's an opportunity for creativity. <laughs> oh, I like very that. Good. <laughs> I like that. How do we get out of it? <laughs> How do we make it better? <laughs> and you know, why? Why do we feel this mom guilt? You know, like, I'm, I'm going to date myself and I'm going to say, you know, there's that leave it to beaver mom. Yeah. And like, there's probably people listening going, who, what, yeah. leave what animal? <laughs> but there was a show once upon yeah. a time of yeah. this perfect family the and the perfect, perfect mom, mom who always wore a little apron and, and a dress. Looks so put together. There. And like, it's thin, right? Really? Pearls. Yeah. Had the pearls. <laughs> Lovely hair, yes. And great kids, right? She had great kids. Mm -hmm. Dinner's always like a three-course meal. <laughs> always on the table on time. time yeah. Lovely. Very yes. lovely. And you know what? And, and we compare her to those type of moms. And, and it's harder now because our lives are on display through things called Instagram, Facebook, yep. and such things. And, and you know, and that is not a reality either because people post their best moments and their mm -hmm. happiest times, right? Like when my daughter came to me one morning saying, Mom, come follow me. And this is my oldest. She's 12. And so I follow her, not knowing what on earth is she going to show me first thing in the morning. Everybody's still in their pajamas. And we look in the toilet, and there's her pajama pants in the toilet. <laughs> I don't even know. She doesn't know. We know. Nobody knows. <laughs> She's like me. <laughs> I stopped walked once and flushed my pajamas too. On the toilet. <laughs> I was about her age too. And my dad came and he's like, come to see if I'm okay. And I'm sleeping in an undershirt underwear. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? And I'm like, where'd my pajamas go? And I had flushed them down the toilet. Well, there you go. So she, I she thought this was excellent. I will have to share that with her. You're not a lone child. You're it's your It's your It's a family yeah. thing. You'll turn out okay. You know, and a part of me is like, should I Instagram this? <laughs> But I didn't get to. But I thought, you know, those aren't the things that you you would see mm -hmm. on Facebook and yeah. like the the proudest moments. It's a, I don't even. It's not even cute. I have no idea what that type of moment is. But you know, our our lives are more on display, yeah. and women will feel more judged, more criticized because yeah. our lives are on display. It's not just compared to those super moms on television, but to the moms that are everyday moms on Facebook and Instagram. And on blogs, you know, where the, everything is organized and labeled yes. and perfect, and you're like, my house isn't like that. No, but you know what? We have to realize... Neither is theirs. No. <laughs> we have children, so when people walk in and they see crumbs on the floor, Cheerios underneath the piano, bowls out on a table, it's called, yeah, I have children. Welcome mm, to our right. house. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I think the more it's like that, the more the guests should feel loved and a part of the family because there it is. <laughs> That's right. You never go to your grave thinking you should have cleaned your house more. That's true. No, 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 no. I, I'm going to talk about, there's, I found this online on uh, a site called the Baby Center Survey, and it shows the top seven mommy guilt trips. And I'd like to throw them out there at, as like a... a a rapid fire and I'm just gonna say one and I'd like your thoughts you could say it in a sentence you could say yep been there 
and your word of advice if you have any as a mom. And you know what? We're not perfect. We're all learning as we go. Our, our listening audience is learning as we go and as our kids grow. And so, so whatever you have to put out there, I'm just delighted whatever you want to say. So the first one, the number one that they listed, and this is not in priority order, it's just the number one that they had was feeding your baby formula. Totally this, been there. <laughs> totally been there. And this yeah. is one that a lot of women are embarrassed to say mm-hmm. or share because they they know or have heard and been told over and over by either their grandmothers or their neighbor next door or the nurse saying mm-hmm. breast milk is the best. You're doing something wrong if you're not doing that. So how did you deal with it, Linda? My response to that is the most important thing is to feed your baby. Who cares how you feed the baby? The baby needs to be fed. And that's, to me, like that's, I had huge guilt because I couldn't breastfeed my second or third one because I just didn't have enough. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm not doing a good thing for them. And I was running myself ragged trying to pump and trying to do this and that and the other thing. And finally, I was just like, you know what? They're being fed. They're happy. That's what's important. Feed the baby, bottom line. Feed the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is using TV as a babysitter. Oh, boy. Done it. (laughs) Done it. Oh, yeah. And I remember two before having kids saying, oh, I'm never going to my kids. It'll be like an hour a day and that'll be it. But no. No. Yes. I remember the TV thing hits home with me because when my second was born, my husband, like I said, worked a lot and um, still wasn't home. And I was just so exhausted that when the, the baby was napping, I put my older one in front of the TV. And sometimes it would be two hours mm-hmm. because I needed a nap. And mm-hmm. that was the only way that I could get a nap in. Yeah. And I felt bad. But but then after a while, I just got over it. So it's just like, that's just the reality. Like it's survival. It was survival for mm-hmm. sure. If I was going to be happy and get through the day, she needed to watch TV. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. No, mine watched much TV when they were younger, when I had to, you know, because I, I was a stay-at-home mom who also worked. So I had kind of the best of both worlds, but also the stresses of both worlds. Mm. And so often I would have to get orders in on my computer and, and do stuff from my home. And I needed something to entertain them. So it was Barney. It was Arthur. Mm. It was all of those shows when they were little. And you know what? They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. Fine. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and you know you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Although I will say, you probably don't want TV on all day long no, because no. It, it will take away from those social skills and mm-hmm. and uh, ability to communicate, as well as those amazing uh, the ability to have to focus and concentration. <laughs> yes, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Another one they had was. Feeding your kids junk food. Uh, <laughs> in there, that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the orange cheesy fingers. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends if it's a meal. Yes. <laughs> or, I, or if it's just... I figure the 80-20, yeah. you know, as yeah. long as you make sure you try and get mostly healthy, come on. When <laughs> that I think little too, bit. Yeah. And I think, too, like, I've seen some kids that are denied junk food altogether, mm-hmm. and I... We were away, and um, our friends had two little kids, and they were sneaking it yeah. because they weren't allowed oh, to have. Mm-hmm. So, yes. whereas, you know, my kids have, okay, eat your lunch, and then you can have a treat, right? Exactly. Like, you're on holidays, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, but I saw them sneaking it because they weren't allowed mm-hmm. to have any. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a good example of this. My sister, you know, she had, she used to always have a candy jar up on the counter, and her kids, you know, they could have, but they never abused it. 
you know, they could take yeah. a few, no big deal. So one of her son's friends came over and this friend was never allowed to have any candy or junk food or anything. He ate almost the whole container. Oh. And this was a big container <laughs> because he was, he'd been denied it. Yeah. So he yeah. saw that yeah. and polished it almost off. And my sister was just like, oh, those parents are not going to be happy with me. <laughs> but, it goes, but it goes to show like if they're, you know, that, that supreme control over that leads to binging. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just let them have a little bit, they're not going to abuse it. Exactly. Yes. yes. So. And, and yes, I agree. That's an excellent point. And it, it's funny because it makes me think of a mom guilt I have. Sometimes I buy really expensive chocolate and I hide it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mom's price to match. Just a little higher up on the shelf. That's mom's mom's Yeah, I thought I'd just add that into there. Mm-hmm. But yes, you know, moderation is important. And mm-hmm. you know what? Like, you can't deny it because the reality is it's going to be out there and they will find it yeah. if you mm-hmm. are giving it to them. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I was talking to an older gentleman and it wasn't about junk food. He was actually talking about alcohol. Mm-hmm. And he thought, you know, if my son really wants to try this because his friends are getting mm-hmm. inebriated, drunk, and he said, fine, he's going to go and buy a six pack and have it with his son and his son had his first and thought it was just disgusting mm. <laughs> but now he's gone through it and been there and uh, well, I can say because I have teenagers and that's obviously a topic that comes up is because teenagers do drink and mm-hmm. a lot of their friends at school do drink and, and go to parties and get totally drunk and we've always been very open with our kids with alcohol at home we don't drink a whole lot and um, they know that and but we've always offered them if we have some wine or in the summer occasionally yeah. a beer or whatever they've been offered sips and they don't like the taste of it and so they can easily go out with their friends and not drink because they don't like the taste of it but we've always told them that you know it's okay to drink within responsible reason and if you're ever in a situation where you need to call us 24 hours a day no questions asked you call us to come and pick you up those are all great examples. <laughs> oh dear, I'm sure the list... Okay, I'm going to keep going on with this list. Number five, leaving your child with another caregiver. Anybody been there? Feeling yep. guilty about that? Yep. Yeah. Even when I leave them with granny and grandpa, even though I trust them 100%, exactly. like 150%, it's just when they start crying when I want to leave. It's just like, oh. Well, I'm going to date myself because when I had my first child, you only had six months maternity leave. (laughs) And so I went back to work and I was only working three days a week. So um, one of the days she was with my husband and one of the days she was with my mom and one of the days she was with my mother-in-law. So thank goodness I had, you know, wonderful support system. But even still, the first day I dropped her off at my mom's and I started driving away, I cried the entire time, the whole way to work because... I wasn't with her, and what if she needed her mommy? Even though my mom is amazing, and you know she's yeah. totally probably better cared for than me. <laughs> but um, you know, Mimi, they love my, they love Mimi, but it's you still you have that mom guilt. I had the opposite experience where my brother was visiting, and his kids were you know used to being with other people early on, whereas mine were always just with me. Mm-hmm. So when he was visiting, my kids had, don't see them very much because they live back east, and um, I think my oldest was only about six, and my youngest was probably three. And I need to go to the store. And I said, well, do you want to stay home with your uncle? Or do you want to come with me? And they wanted to come with me. And I remember he said, you know, well, they're never going to get get used to being with other people if you don't leave them. And then I felt guilty for not leaving them. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I knew, I knew my, that my kids, they, 
they were with me and they hadn't seen him. Like they, mm-hmm. they're little; they don't yeah. usually see yeah, him very often. Know who he was. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, well, and then I felt I was like, oh my god, you know, like he's right. My kids are going to be so dysfunctional because I'm not leaving them. But <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, everything's a lesson, right? Yeah, and, you know, I've I've. I think I felt all of those above that you just all said, like Michelle, with when I went back to teaching and having the kids, and I was teaching part time, and Ron would have the kids for a day, and then my mom would have them for one day, and my mother-in-law had mm-hmm. had Abigail for a day, and and you know, and you feel that guilt, and you're just like, okay, well, I, I'm I'm working to to provide and, and and make money, and I'll be home as soon as I can, and my guilt still sometimes is I always end up crying on that airplane when I'm leaving for a uh, trade show or an event and I just it's just an awful feeling because now because I, I do it often I, I'm missing an event that mm-hmm. that end of the year performance and it just kills me mm-hmm. and I I always feel bad for the person on the airplane beside me they always ask me <laughs> if it's my first flight <laughs> no no it's all good but um, yeah so, so we figure it out and yes, it's it's healthy to to leave too. It's it okay to do it that. Is. That next one is number six: yelling at your kids. Anybody oh. done that? Oh, oh yeah, yes, oh. <laughs> every day. <laughs> yes, lots of guilt over that one. Yeah. Yes, not having enough what? patience you guys sometimes. Your kids? Or am I going to yeah. scar them? Yes, the whole scarring thing. The scarring I feel that a lot too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be so messed up when they're adults yes. because I just yelled at them over. Like. They're going to blame me. They're going to yeah. turn into serial killers because I yelled at them. You know, like that's just yeah. Yeah. But you talk it out after. I don't know. Like I, yeah. I find if I get so frustrated, as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I feel bad and and mm-hmm. then I apologize yeah. and. Sometimes it takes time to get to the apology yeah, or to, to talk about it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That <laughs> and absolutely. And yeah. sometimes it's walking away. Yes. Mm-hmm, I've done that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And, and coming back. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a reality. So moms, if you're listening, it's okay. You're not alone. You're not alone. That's, That's true. right. <laughs> Number seven, not being able to afford all the extras. Yeah. You ever been there? Yeah. As a stay-at-home mom, that's yeah. the thing that I always feel the most like should I go back to work so that they can do all these different things like dance and you know all these after school activities that all the, their friends are in and I'm like well you know is that going to make them a better person you know I don't know it's, it's it is, something I struggle it, that's with a hard one. and it's, a, it's one that you have whether you are a stay at home mom or a part time working mom mm-hmm. or a full time working mom and it's that it's that balance and trying to figure it out and and I, I, I always think back to my childhood, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom um, when I was a child, but you don't remember when you're really little. Like, you don't have many memories of when you're really little. No, like, I don't remember whether she came to my sporting events. I know she did, but I don't remember mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really don't have memories till you get to your late teens, early yeah. 20s type thing. So, you know, I mean, it's important to be there for them, and it's important for them to have, you know, some things. But... I think this society we have too much stuff. Yes. Um, and I think it's probably really um, in my mind right now because I just got back from the Philippines and there's people there with nothing, 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 and we just we have so much stuff and it's not necessary to be in everything and to overschedule our kids mm-hmm. and they need time to be kids, they need time to play and they need time to just be kids and to learn too that it's not about having things like yeah. it's not about having stuff like no. yeah. You're richer if you have great friends and you have a great family and you've got good connections. Yeah, because you know when I growing up, I never did 
all these things. Like I wasn't in gymnastics. I didn't do all these things. And I had a happy childhood. Yes. I got to play. I got to play outside and I just, you know, played. Yeah. And that's what I remember growing up. Yeah. I came across a, 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 an awesome uh, percentage that I saw online that said that 98% of people said that their memory of childhood was time spent with their family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about guitar lessons that they mm-hmm. got and that they yeah. got to do ballet for 18 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, 3% could have said that, but 9, sorry, yeah. 2% could have said <laughs> that. But uh, 98% said it was time spent with their parents and awesome yeah, uh, memory they had with their grandparents or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes, it's, those are the memories. And, yeah. you know, the time that we spend, that's, that's priceless. And I think I'm going to be quoting Jim Trilivian again, but he said, <laughs> you know, when you leave and you die, there is no U-Haul that comes with you. You're a <laughs> casket because you don't get to mm-hmm. take anything with you. That's yeah. right. So use your time now. Yeah, that's true. So quickly, I'm just going to talk about a strategy that I have with mom guilt when it sets in and I, I, I sum it up as SOS and that first S so when you find that you're just gonna feel that mom guilt or when I have I think of these three things okay SOS and that first one is that as my kids are they safe and secure hmm. are they in any type of danger if I leave them because I have to go do XYZ are they safe? Are they secure? If they're in front of a television, are they going to be safe? Are they secure? They're okay. They're okay. They're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to walk away. But to to stop measuring it by comparisons with others. So that first S is all of that. That safe, secure, stop comparing and measure it according to the well-being of your child. The O is what I call the oxygen rule. And what I mean by that is, as moms, it's okay to breathe and exhale and breathe and exhale. Because because if you think about the airplane, who gets that air mass first for oxygen? The parent. Because you know what, mom? It's okay to think of your needs. It's very important, actually, because if you are not able to function, who's going to take care of your children? So I call that the oxygen rule. So, you know, if the airplane people can say it's okay for mom to breathe first (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that you can help your child put on their oxygen mask, Mm -hmm. it's okay. And I'm talking about needs. I'm not saying, you know, leave for Vegas now. (laughs) 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 Take care of your needs. And that last is the other S, which is to see clearly and separate the things that you can control from those that you can't. So if your child comes home from the dentist and they have eight cavities, you have to figure it out. Is it because you're feeding them a bunch of sugar and pop drinks? Or is it genetic? Because you are getting them to brush their teeth twice a day. Mm-hmm. So figure it out. Don't feel guilty. Like, you know, If they are doing that flossing and brushing, and I'm just talking about cavities. There are so many examples. So there are some things that you can't control, and it will happen. Like if they fall off a rope and, and, and break <laughs> that arm, you know, you can jump on a plane and catch them. You can't be, especially if you have three girls, you can't walk around she with your arms out to catch there. them all. <laughs> but there's some things you can't control. So I'm going to end it on my SOS, and I want to say thank you to Linda and Michelle and Petra for being here today. And you guys are awesome, and you rock. And uh, listeners out there, I hope that you grabbed a nugget today or felt encouraged or inspired in your business of real life. So thank you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
I love to hear your comments and feedback, so please do tell me what you want to hear about. You can find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table or at www.elaineskitchentable.com. And I would so appreciate it if you took a moment to rate my podcast on iTunes and be so thrilled if you would like to subscribe to my podcast and feel free to leave a comment there too. I am truly honored that you tuned in today and I hope that you got inspired in the business of life. Thank you so much.